Grace will not excuse you. It will not allow apathy. It will train you and empower you to live self-controlled. Hey, welcome back to Sons of Valor. This is Brian Phillips with Grace Ops. It's really good to be here with you today. I'm bringing you a simple devotion, and I want to talk about grace. I want to talk about how grace trains us to live self-controlled. So let's get right into it. Titus 2.12. Titus 2.12. Now remember, Titus was written by Paul, and Paul is telling us in the book of Titus, the main theme is that he was, he's reminding us about our belief and our behavior. He's reminding us about our faith and our practice. So Titus 2.12. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, right now, right here, today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, all we got is the present, so it's teaching us how to live self-controlled. The operations of God's grace gives us self-control. So let's look at that. Let's look at what that looks like. Now, as we get into this, I want you to realize how important this is when you look at the cultural backdrop of our hour today. I'm not saying the world's altogether bad and terrible, but we've lost our moorings in a lot of ways in this country, the United States. We've lost morality. We've lost virtue in a lot of ways. We don't have character and resolve as much as we ought to. We're, we're, we've slipped as a people. So Titus is telling us and reminding us that there is a way, there's a particular way to live as a Christian. Think about this thought. I want you to think about this. We live in the day and age where our country, in the history of the United States, we have the largest churches, attendance-wise, that we've ever had in the history of our country. Okay? Great. But look at where we are as a church. Look at the moral decay that we find in our culture. The slipped values, the lack of character. So God's grace doesn't come into our lives to excuse us. It doesn't come into our lives to overlook or to even affirm, hey, yeah, I get it. You you suck at this, right? <laughs> and God's grace, I, this is what I love about God. I learned this a long time ago about God. I learned that it's not about perfection because he's the perfect one. And I, in Christ, this is a mystery. I'm already perfect. I just haven't caught up to the knowledge of that yet. But that's what I'm catching up to. That's what grace is training me. Grace is a teacher. His grace is teaching me, training me. So I learned how to walk in like self-grace, not self-excuse, like, oh, you know, God will overlook that. No, when I fall, when I make mistakes. So what I learned was this. It's not about perfection. It's about pursuit. I want to go after God. I don't want to live a life of excuses. So I want to talk about what does grace do for us? How do we live self-controlled? We've got to begin as a culture to, to literally practice what we claim. If you claim Christianity, then you have to live Christianity. Not religion, not some religious performing robot. And that's where the church misses it. It's about having an authentic relationship with God. See, that's what I'm in love with. I wasn't raised in church my whole life. But when I found the gospel, or when the gospel found me, it impacted my life. 
changed the trajectory, changed the future, changed everything. I wasn't going to be a gospel guy. But when I crashed into the gospel, I found my call. I found my why. I found my assignment in life. And grace has been training me and equipping me for two and a half decades. And I'm going to continue to remain faithful. There's this powerful scripture that says, God remains faithful even when we are faithless. And I've learned that about God. He's modeling something powerful. Just keep returning, son. Just keep coming back to my presence. Just keep just keep that repentance. See, repentance isn't as much for God. It's for me. It's for me to say to my Father in heaven, hey, I'm sorry. I've, please forgive me. I, I, didn't, I didn't do the right thing. But I want to learn better. I want to make myself stronger through your grace so that the next time that battle comes, I can win. So let's look at self-control. And let me, let me throw this out there real quick, because this needs to be said to our country. If you do not practice Christianity as a disciple following Christ, then stop claiming to be a Christian. How do you like that? If you don't practice Christianity as it's laid out in the scriptures, as Jesus himself just put on display how to live, if we're not striving for that and entering into that, and I'm not saying we're producing it, God is the one that's given us his salvation, and he helps us walk in this way. I'm not saying we're earning salvation, but we are putting our, disp- our salvation on display when we live it. That's why Titus is like saying, hey, you can't divorce your belief system from your behavior. You can't divorce your faith from what you're doing. You can't, you can't take them apart and be like, oh, I believe these things in like a belief category. Well, what he's saying is, well, what you believe is going to be proven by what you're doing. How you're behaving, it's a big deal. So if you're not following Christ as a disciple, then you don't get to claim Christianity, claim some other God, claim some other religion. It's time for this country to get back at it. If we're going to live upright and be godly, and I'm not asking you to be perfect, but we ought to be moving that way. We got to be moving upright and godly lifestyles. And that's what grace does. It doesn't excuse us. It doesn't allow apathy. It trains us. It empowers us. It's our teacher giving us the knowledge and the skills of how to do things better, how to live the way we were created in the way God intended us to live. To be self-controlled is to command your inner world of emotions and desires. Excuse me, listen to, listen to the definition of self-control out of the dictionary. The ability to control oneself in particular, one's emotions and desires, or the expression of them in one's behaviors. So grace helps us to harness emotion, to harness our desires, to overcome the impulse of the desire, the impulse of the eye, the impulse where we lose like rational thinking. Grace has the ability to center us and to train us to be self-controlled. So I like how this scripture unfolds, that we would renounce ungodliness. I taught on that in the last simple devotion. That we would renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, two parts death, but it's also training us to live self-controlled, upright, and godly, three parts life. So grace is training me to harness emotion. Grace is training me to harness desire, to overcome impulse. And then now I would be self-controlled. My self-control would be rooted in a, in a biblical, in a kingdom value system. 
the value system that grace itself will reinforce in my life. So I like the way the scripture is laid out. It's kind of like two parts death, that darkness, renounce darkness, and then live life. Grace is about life. God's law, God's heart, has always been about life. God opposes death. You and I were not created for death, to partake in the death of sinful ways, worldly passions. That's why the boundary lines are there. We're not like the animals. Man can live animal-like, but our spirit and soul calls us into a better way. And the way of Christ is to be led and trained by grace. So grace gives me the ability to command myself. I've identified four quick areas. One, my emotions and desires, which affect my behavior. Grace allows me to command that, teaches me and trains me. Two, the ability to have self-control is to be responsible. Grace helps command me in that area. That self-control equals responsibility. That I'm going to be responsible for my life. I'm going to be responsible to do the right thing, to treat people accordingly. Three, grace trains slash teaches me with knowledge to live better and to face life, to be present and to face issues. When we get caught up in worldly passions and impulse and animal-like ways, a lot of times it's because we're, we're avoiding life. There's some pain. There's maybe we haven't been responsible. We've just been ignoring things. We're trying to distract ourselves. And four, grace will not allow me to play the victim. Oh, that's a whole nother talk. (laughs) God's grace is never going to allow you or me to be the victim. We don't get to play that card. God's responsible for his children, for the good and for the bad. And he will help you even if bad things have taken place in your life. You trust God. You've been trained. You get trained by grace and watch me. You will not be a victim. You'll be a victor. Christ himself has overcome this world and he's overcome anything and everything that has come against you. You just have to learn how to trust him and follow him and realize this is not a sprint. It is definitely a marathon. I like how Eugene Peterson put it. It's an obedience, a long obedience. And I, I don't even remember the name of the book, but it's about a long, a long obedience in the same direction. That's what it is. That's the name of the book. It just came to me. The long, a long obedience in the same direction. That's a good picture of the Christian life. All right, we're wrapping it up here. So the way of Christ is to be self-controlled and tempered. Grace trains us to be like Christ. So go engage grace. Go get empowered by grace today. We would love to have you go to graceops.net. Check out our website. Sign up for an email, please. Go subscribe to our website, our, our emails. Get some gear. We got some great shirts like the one I got on here. We got like all kinds of fun products you can buy. Get some gear. Share this podcast with a friend. We certainly would enjoy it. We'll see you next time.